0: Well, good morning. My name's Jason. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, Merry Christmas. Welcome. Glad you're here this morning. Hey, um, Today is the second week of Advent, um, time of the year, where we take the four Sundays leading up to Christmas Eve, and we celebrate uh, the coming of Jesus by observing, uh, lighting a candle each week. Last week, we lit the candle of God is King, that He is the uh, authority, He is our King, and He is coming for us. Um, And so, we lit the first candle of authority last week. Today, we're going to be lighting the candle of restoration, the candle that God brings hope, He restores. And so, this morning, we're going to be looking in the book of Zechariah. It's the next to last book in the Old Testament, um, one that um, kind of like uh, our restored series from a few weeks ago, um, has a lot of really odd visions in it. The first number of chapters are are really kind of odd visions and dreams that Zechariah has. Um, And then the last few chapters talk about the restoration, about the things that are coming. You see, Zechariah lives on the other side of the exile that we talked about a couple months ago, or a couple weeks ago. That Israel, in their sin, in their rebellion, God exiled them. That another country, another foreign nation comes in and takes them into slavery. And Zechariah is in the opposite side of that, on this side of history of the exile. And he is speaking, he's prophesying to the remnant that there is a a small group of of the Israelites who are remaining, who are there, and he is speaking to them, bringing hope, bringing um, the message of restoration to them. And so the theme of Zechariah, uh, we're going to look in chapter one, verses three through four, and we're going to see the theme of Zechariah, which is honestly the theme of a lot of the prophets, uh, the minor prophets, the major prophets there in the Old Testament. That Israel gets caught in a cycle; they get caught in a cycle of sin. They rebel. They run. Away, they they get invested in evil ways, and God comes in and says, "Well, now you you must be punished." And and so there's this this cyclical cycle. Of Israel turning away from God, and then God punishes, and then Israel returns to God, and God returns to them. And so in Zechariah chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, here's what God is telling Zechariah to prophesy. Therefore, say to the people, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Don't be like your ancestors who would not listen or pay attention when the earlier prophets said to them, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Turn from your evil ways and stop all of your evil practices. That God is sending a message to the Israelites through the prophet Zechariah saying, don't be like your ancestors. Don't follow the evil ways. Don't dig into that, but follow me. Return to me and I will return to you and I will restore you. In fact, the name Zechariah actually means Yahweh remembers. That Yahweh, God remembers. And so just by Zechariah's presence, just by the prophecies that he is bringing to the people of Israel, he is saying that Yahweh remembers. Yahweh remembers the promises that he made to you. So return to him, and he will return to you. That you are not forgotten. God is a God of everlasting love, and he's not forgotten you. I mean, you would think that after years, generations of exile, and the nation of Israel has, has shrunk down to just this tiny number, a small remnant, that most of the people are probably thinking, I, I don't know, I think God's forgotten. Look at us. I mean, we've we've been stuck here all these years. I don't God has forgotten us. Why why should we turn to the Lord? But Zechariah is reminding the people that Yahweh remembers. And so we're going to look in chapter 8 verses 1 through 8 where we see that God is faithful. God is faithful. He loves Israel. And he promises to restore coming out of exile. So chapter 8, verses 1 through 8, here's what Zechariah is told to tell the people of Israel. Then another message came to me from the Lord of heaven's armies. Isn't that a great name, by the way? The Lord of heaven, the commander-in-chief, the general the Lord of heaven's armies. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. My love for Mount Zion is passionate and strong. I am consumed with passion for Jerusalem. And now the Lord says, I am returning to Mount Zion and I will live in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city. The mountain of the Lord of heaven's armies will be called the holy mountain. And this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Once again, old men and women will walk Jerusalem's streets with their canes and will sit together in the city squares. And the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls at play. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. All of this may seem impossible to you now, a small remnant of God's people. But is it impossible for me, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. You can be sure that I will rescue my people from the east and from the west. I will bring them home again to live safely in Jerusalem. They will be my people and I will be faithful and just toward them as their God. God is recalling the promises is recalling the the fact that his heart overflows with compassion for his people. And he is going to return them to the city of Jerusalem. He's going to bring them back to the city that will be known as the faithful city. And not only are the people of the exile, once they finally get home and they're old men and old women walking around with canes, sitting in the city square drinking coffee and reading the news, I don't know what they did back then. But not only that, but the streets of Jerusalem are going to be known for boys and girls filling the streets with laughter and play. I'm not just going to bring you home so that you can have a peaceful ending. No, I am coming to restore. It says, I will rescue my people. I will bring them home again, no matter how far they are. I will bring them home and they will be my people. And I will be their God. God's promise is that he is faithful and that he will not forget you. He didn't forget Israel and he will not forget us. But in those first few verses, if you remember chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, said, Return to me and I will return to you. See, God is desiring our obedience. God desires our obedience as kind of the precursor to his restoration in us. When we devote ourselves to evil ways, God comes in and he punishes. But when we turn to him, he will return to us. And Zechariah gives us some instructions that that God wants him to pass along to the Israelites. They work for us as well. So in chapter 7, verses 8 through 10... This is another message that came to Zechariah from the Lord, that this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Judge fairly and show mercy and kindness to one another. Do not oppress widows and orphans and foreigners and the poor and do not scheme against each other. A chapter later in chapter eight, verses 14 through 17, it says that for this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. I was determined to punish you when your ancestors angered me, and I did not change my mind. That Israel, in their evil ways, God did not relent. His justice is sure. But now I am determined to bless Jerusalem and the people of Judah. So don't be afraid. This is what you must do. Tell the truth to each other. Render verdicts in your courts that are just and that lead to peace. Peace. Don't scheme against each other and stop your love of telling lies that you swear are the truth for I hate all of these things says the Lord. Remember from just a couple of weeks ago the things that before the exile God said I hate all of your shows, your pretense, your your worship, your songs, your, your sacrifices, they're just noise to me because you're just going through the motions, you're not actually loving me with your life. So away with it all. Get it out. I hate all of these things. And now as the people are turning their hearts back to God, God is saying, get rid of that sin. Turn away from those things because that's what I hate. Return to me. Turn your life back toward me in obedience and I will restore. You see, returning to God is about living the ways of God of truth and justice and righteousness, that God gave us his law so that we might understand his character. And returning to God is about loving one another, to show mercy and kindness, to serve one another, to live in peace with one another. It sounds just like what we hear in the New Testament, isn't it? That this is the gospel right here in Zechariah. That returning to God is to live the ways of God and to love one another. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. This is the gospel right here in Zechariah. That returning to God is to live the life of a disciple, to live like Jesus, to live the ways of God, and to love like Jesus to love others. So God's promise is return to me and I will return to you. I will restore. And the book of Zechariah shows this that if we return to him, he will restore us. Chapter 10, beginning in verse three. I want you to listen to the words that God is speaking to his people through the prophet Zechariah. And I want you to listen for some of the breadcrumbs of Jesus in this. Beginning in verse 3, it says that for the Lord of heaven's armies has arrived to look after Judah, his flock, and he will make them strong and glorious like a proud war horse in battle. From Judah will come the cornerstone. Jesus, right? Right? He will be the tent peg, the bow for the battle and all of the rulers. And they will be like mighty warriors in battle, trampling their enemies in the mud under their feet. Since the Lord is with them as they fight, they will overthrow even the enemy's horsemen. I will strengthen Judah and save Israel. I will restore them because of my compassion. It will be as though I had never rejected them, for I am the Lord, their God, who will hear their cries. Doesn't that sound like a beautiful promise to those who are in exile, who are broken in their sin? And then in verses 9 through 12, it continues on, it says that though I have scattered them like seeds among the nations, they will still remember me from distant lands, They and their children will survive and return again to Israel. I will bring them back from Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I will resettle them in Gilead and Lebanon until there is no more room for them all. They will pass safely through the sea of distress for the waves of the sea will be held back and the waters of the Nile will dry up. The pride of Assyria will be crushed and the rule of Egypt will end. By my power... I will make my people strong and by my authority they will go wherever they wish for I the Lord have spoken God is promising to restore that yes you have been in punishment you've been in exile for generations and this isn't the first time Israel so you should know that my promise to restore is coming But all throughout the book of Zechariah, there are these breadcrumbs of Jesus, that it's not just about restoring a nation back to their homeland, it's about hearts turning back to God in obedience, and that there is something greater than being restored back to your city. Zechariah 9.9 says that rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey. Yes, riding on a donkey's colt. The victorious king that we talked about last week, that God is king, is coming, but He's not riding a war horse. He's coming on a donkey. What does that remind us of in the New Testament? This is the prophecy around Palm Sunday where Jesus is riding into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey. People are waving palm branches and laying, laying them on the ground before him shouting, Hosanna, the king is here. The king is coming. Zechariah is seeing a picture Of the coming king. A few chapters later in chapter 12 verse 10. It says that they will look on me. Whom they have pierced. And mourn for him as for an only son. And they will grieve bitterly for him as for a firstborn firstborn son who has died. For God so loved the world. That he gave his one and only son so that we would not perish, so that we would be restored from our sin. The promise of restoration is true for us as well, that he will restore us from our sin. He is faithful. He will not forget you. He will remember, because Yahweh remembers And Zechariah, Zechariah says, Return to the Lord, and he will return to you. So, what's the big idea for us? Are we living in some sort of exile as well, somehow? We haven't had an invading army come and take us to another nation and enslave us. But have our hearts been enslaved? Have we not lived in some sort of exile as well that we get lost in our evil ways, our sinful patterns, and we need to be restored? So this morning, to be like Jesus, to be Jesus in every corner of our world, we need to come to Jesus, and he will come to you. Come to Jesus, and he will come to you. God restored the Israelites from their sin, from their exile, their rebellion. He restored them. His promises are true and he will be faithful and he will restore and remember you because restoration is ours as well. Restored from sin, from shame, from rebellion, from suffering. Come to Jesus And Jesus will come to you. This morning, we're going to light the candle of restoration as a remembrance that Yahweh remembers. We've invited Jan and and Frank and Jan Sellers to come and light our candle this morning. And so this morning, Frank and Jan, would you share with us a little bit about God's restoration
1: Good morning. I'm Frank Sellers, and this is my wife, Jan. And this is the second Sunday of Advent, and we are going to light the candle of hope and restoration. As we thought about this, um, we just wanted to thank God for the blessing of giving us the opportunity of, uh, in the past several years of uh, taking down coats and different items down to the homeless in Indy. And we also want to thank New Hope Church because uh, through these past several years, you have donated coats and other items, and so you have been a part of that endeavor. And we're very grateful for that. We met a couple down there, Victor and Angela, and uh, we met with them many times, talked to them, and uh, prayed with them. And they had a hope, a hope of being able to survive while they were on the street, And they had a hope of getting off the street and getting into a home. And we went down there one day and we couldn't find them. And so uh, we talked to some of the other homeless. And indeed, they had been chosen for a home and they were no longer on the street. God had restored them and and took them back to a more everyday way of life. So we would like to uh, share a couple of scriptures with you. Psalms 918, but God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. And in 1 Peter 510, and God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. As Jan uh, lights the candle, I just want to reflect a little that um, this is Christmas and we celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus. And Jesus grew up, he um, went to the cross, he was resurrected, and he died and paid the sin debt for our sin. And if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, then you're going to be with him forever in a restored heaven and a restored earth. And as I thought of hope, I kind of look at it in two different ways. Uh, You know, maybe you're planning an outing and you hope that it won't rain. Well, that might turn out or, or not. But if you put your hope in Jesus and in God's promises, that is a sure hope.